Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, where we talk about things coming out of Square Enix, whether they're good or bad. And lately, I mean, it might be a little more of one than the other. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, as always, Magic Man, here to talk about all that fun stuff. If you're listening to us on Apple uh, Music, Apple iTunes, and Spotify, and Audible, and wherever on your favorite bo- podcast distribution platform, thank you so much. We very much appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, come on over to the site sometime. Hit it up, readycheckradio.com right there. I've got all the socials in the upper right-hand corner, so you can follow us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all that fun stuff. Come and hang out with us live and talk Square Enix, RPGs, Final Fantasy fourteen. 16, and so much more. It's always a blast. We've got chat hanging out with us live right now, ready to chime in on some things. So why don't you go ahead and welcome them, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. Greetings, programs. I'm working on my PvP because I need to get into that tournament and win that fat prize money, man. Fat prize money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you are just I'm gonna all make it. over in it. To win it. it. All <laughs> over it. Also on the line, Mr. Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, sir? Hello! Uh, glad to be back. I'm feeling a lot less tired, considering it's uh, <laughs> the start of a brand new day here in the UK. Yeah, just yeah, just peaked over into into midnight there, a little after midnight. Yeah. So we're actually doing the show people. through a time warp. We do the show yeah. here Thursday nights. Paul uh, Flynn over there does the show Friday mornings. So we were talking through how are how is the next day of Final Fantasy over there for you? <laughs> you Quiet so far. <laughs> can you Google the lotto numbers for me, please, sir? Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll, that'll do you me. a lot of good. The lotto numbers in Wales that that'll do you just that'll do great for you. Let's get a time to know for the Powerball or whatever your uh, what is right. called over there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll take a Powerball. Powerball. Win. Powerball win, you'd never see my white ass again. I love doing this show and everything, but gone. My wife and kids would be on the show going, where the hell is that guy? (laughs) Gone. You'd never see me again. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, all I need. Give me a few million. Yeah. You still going to do that show? Fuck no. I love love doing that show, but I'm not giving away any location information about me anymore. (laughs) You would not see me at all. Yeah, exactly, Takao. I don't know where Dad went. He said he went out to get some smokes. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That would absolutely be me. Yeah. Yeah, Gaming cave in the mountain. VPNs everywhere. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, I'd be gone. Poof. Gone. Uh, Don't worry. Oh man, Saturday nights, at... I would check check in on Torchwick just to make sure he's okay. I'm looking a little tan, and I, I don't. I actually wasn't even out in the sun all that much because I was, you know, nerding it up in a game store this past week. But I guess going out yeah. for smokes. Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida. I tell you what, the FF, the Final Fantasy TCG uh, tournament this past weekend. It was the first big event in the United States for the competitive season. Materia Cup at the Haven Games in Florida. I'm going to be doing a full recap stream of the event proper, my rounds, and and all that fun stuff. Uh, probably tomorrow night, actually, an unscheduled stream. I was going to do it Monday, and then I was like, uh, I'll be doing live locals Monday. I can't really recap. So uh, if I go live tomorrow night, you know, it'll be about Final Fantasy TCG. All in all, though, Target was a great event. It was. It, nice. You just felt so good to be doing this again. Right. I mean, it's been yeah, three semblance years. Normalcy, right? Yeah. It's been three years yeah. since we had an actual Square Enix sponsored event and, and more importantly, a whole competitive season. So really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I did not make top cut. There were 99 participants in this one event capped at, I believe, 100 uh, and they sold all the tickets. But obviously, you know, things come up and some people mm-hmm. couldn't make it. So we ended up with 99 which meant uh, seven rounds of Swiss and a top cut to 16. 
and that top 16 would play in day two for the uh, four nationals invites uh, and then obviously trophies and prizes and stuff like that. I went five and two, gents, in a world-class that's, room. That's good. So that feels real good. good to start things off. Um, it does. And did you have fun? I had a blast. I mean, it was just so yeah, good to be go. like, you know, hey, there's there's Sam Prime. Give him a hug. You know, there's Matt Rice. Give him a hug. There's Matt Okamoto. Give him a hug. There's Greg Cole. Like, just uh, James Lockwood. Like, just all of these people that, you know, I'm internet friends with. Uh, and haven't seen in two, three years because they live, you know, in Florida or California or whatever. That was the best part of it. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, I just missed actually. Because uh, obviously some five twos make it. Uh, had to make top 16. It came in 21st. So close. Ah, so close. Right there on the edge. Yeah, I'll go into more detail. If my The short version is, is if my round two loss would have happened in round three instead, I would have been in. Like I, I would have been, uh, I would have been one of those weird ones. Upper top, upper bracket. Yeah, because deal. I lose in round two. Then my round three and four, both of those that I won, are against like middle third contenders, not top third. And and so the strength of schedule on my wins works against me, strength even though schedule. the strength of that that's the first tie break is strength of uh, schedule. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'll go into full details. It was just such a, so much fun. It was a blast. It was a blast. And if you're interested, we're going to do match analysis for all seven of my matches and everything. Day two, I did side events. I uh, did draft. I came in second in my draft pod, so picked up some additional prizing there. I did make top 32 in the main event, so I got additional prizing there. Uh, and then they ran a no-top-cut Swiss-constructed uh, side event of which I think there was like 30 participants, and I came in second there going four and oh, one. Nice. So like the entire weekend, my record, combined record's 11 and four. Like you can't really bitch first time out oh, to a world-class event, leaving 11 and four with a ton of extra prizing. And it was just a great time. So looking forward to it. Not this weekend, start, but uh, next weekend, we have our first store championship in Erie, another chance to try and qualify for Nats. So I'll be at that as well. Go ahead, Tark. Uh, I was going to say, I need to start uh, paying attention a little bit more about my local scene since things seem to be on the upswing. Maybe things will yeah. start peaking up a little bit here on here and maybe I can get into it. Yeah, so, definitely. Okay. If you're interested, poke your local stores because there there were like 200 some people watching the live stream of the event uh, nice. on the stores stream page. And we're noticing internally to like the community, the people that track and do content for it, like myself, we're noticing higher numbers, more people returning, more new players coming to the game. Um, and not only is that a good thing just in general, but because of the competitive season returning, it brings all those wallflowers that bailed out because they're you know hyper-competitive. That's what they like about card games. There was no season. They left. They're back. You know, So there's a, a lot of influx going on and a lot of new stores picking up the product as well because it's also stopping, they're not having the availability problems that they previously had to. So it's in a good place. I hope it continues going that way. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, gents. Let's get down to some Final Fantasy XIV news first. We got the 6.4 patch special site up, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a site. There is a site. Very nice artwork. Yeah, what do you think and of this artwork, that's... Flynn? The Dark Throne. Oh, Obviously, when he released your, this, your boy sitting there. <laughs> yeah, when he released this, so I can have it as my phone wallpaper. It's going there. Oh, it yeah. just looks that nice. Yeah, when they drop the fan kit for it. Yeah, it does look awesome. Coming late May twenty twenty three. We kind of already speculated on that. Really, the only thing on the site right now, Tark, is kind of like the generic list. They'll go through later and Which, they'll add yeah. the challenges and story, you know, subsites. But uh, anything new here that we didn't already know about? Main scenario quests, new raid dungeon, the Pandemonium uh, next one, ne the new instance dungeon, the Aether font, new trial, Voidcast Dias, new variant dungeon, new criterion dungeon, both of those in the dot four five though. Uh, Blue Mage also in dot four five. Unreal Containment Bay Z1T9, additional duty support to Tataru's <laughs> Grand Endeavor. Somehow further Hildebrand Adventures in 4.5, Weapon Enhancement for Manderville Weapons in 4.5, Tool Enhancement in 4.5, Island Sanctuary, Ocean Fishing, Allegan Tomestones of Comedy, New Crafting, New Mounts, Minions, and Emotes. 
Didn't I didn't see anything on there that we didn't already talk about on this show, but yeah. anything strike everything, your eye? Everything on that list was uh, announced in the live letter, so there's nothing new with the list. The only thing that I would say that is new is seeing Asdaja corrupted and our Shadow Dragon dreams coming true for the Golbez fight, so that that's that artwork is pretty sick. And the Laha Griff yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I can't I mean, tell. Like, I'm, I'm showing the artwork here in the in the B roll, and I, yeah, it's a little smaller. But if you look around the, you know, kind of nestling around the back of the throne, you definitely see what looks like a dark dragon. What you know doesn't have the best looking eyes, right? <laughs> things are things are looking. Should only little, have eye. Things are looking a little soulless uh, in there, but I don't know if it's you know true corruption or I. I it's hard to tell. I wouldn't say no. Well, the in-game artwork, it was quite dark anyway. Yeah, that. Well, that's what I uh, mean. Like was, the, the, you know, she was trapped in like a light bubble prison. So, like, maybe she wasn't being corrupted there. They were feeding off of her, and maybe now yeah. just release the shackles and the void just pours in. I mean, it would kind of make sense, right? Like, it would make sense. Yeah, and it's a good homage to four. Come on. Yeah, if you're gonna stick with you know the the callbacks to four, then you. you you got to have a corrupted dragon at some point. At some point. <laughs> yes. Who it is now. That's the other thing. Like, you know, you may else, you may get the old switcheroo, right? Like, sure. trying to protect his sister. He ends up corrupted. So, like, Ooh. Yoshi P is very yeah. good at, and team are very good at that whole switcheroo sometimes where you see something just, in the artwork and it's not mm. quite what you thought. Uh Maybe setting the stage for the old switcheroo. Not saying, not saying they are here. I don't think they are here, but see. it wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> I don't see with him having this, you know, um, what is it? Is it human figure that he uses to go into the 13th hour? He's going to abandon that and take his own dragon form, right. Vitro was talking about, right. and just go into the 13th. So I, I don't see that happening, but um, yeah. You know, People get a lot of confused though, because they there's the La Habrea glyph above, yeah, and it is La Habrea glyph. It's just kind of frayed and 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 janky. That's more it's also of a, the polar opposite. What to the other well, it, it's it's a portent to the new raid that's coming out. So that's that's what that's for. So yeah, yeah. See now, watch Flynn. If there is an old switcheroo, Tark's going to come back to the show and be like, "My God, how did you how did you call that one?" Like, come on, man! That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. If they do, I will give you props. Yeah, I'll like give it. you props for calling that. I out. think I've had this chat with Tark before uh, during the six point three uh, post dungeon stuff when uh, oh, I forgot the name. Uh, Vritra was staring mm. into the abyss a couple of times. Like, I see a sacrifice moment coming up. I see something. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know if Vitra becomes like the expansion. possessed dragon or anything. I think it's certainly possible. Yoshi P's done stuff like that before, but I just have a feeling somebody ain't making it out of this storyline. I, th I feel like yeah. you're right. Somebody isn't just not making it. Now, we also still have the potential for something to happen with Zero, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, we could again, have a situation. Yeah, sticking <laughs> with Final Fantasy IV. We do have a Zeromus figure that we should expect to see at some point if we're going to do full blown four nods here. Doesn't necessarily have to be, but you know, Zero could just be the homage to the the character name. But we'll see, we'll see. I, I feel like they got to do something because I'm going to be honest. It's not like I haven't enjoyed the story, but I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, cool fight, nice. All right, let's go next patch. There hasn't really been like any of the moments in the 6.x series for me that I'm like, wow, that was a very cool story beat. Mm. Not to say that it's bad, but it just feels maybe run of the mill so far uh, is the best way I can describe sure. it personally. I, maybe I'm alone on that. I don't know. I think it's because of the longer run up. As well, because we haven't got the yeah, usual we're finishing expansion to point three and it's big, I've, epic, crazy. It is across I've made that point before. Our post game. I've made that point before. Which point's that? That six point three is usually our end of expansion big yep. moments. Um, and then we shift to the next expansion of six point four. So 
It's it's been different. Yeah, because we because we did it in the .o uh, this yep, time we around. Yep, in six Yep. Yeah. Really, Golbez being on the thirteenth moon ain't have you pretty hyped. I mean, it was, it was cool, but there was like nothing unexpected about it. You know, it was. I just want to know who Golbez truly is. I think in he's the an context Asian. of fourteen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think there's someone behind them. As I, I think it might be an Asian. I just don't know who that is. We'll it see. could be. The teaser site obviously will be updated over the coming four weeks here as we run up to six point four itself. Then we move over to some fan fest news. Tark, you uh, already packed. Like I imagine, you're pretty hyped. Like the uh, yeah, I got, suitcases uh, by the door, just waiting. Suitcases right there. Um, I'm waiting for my clothing merch to come in the mail, and then that will go directly into the suitcase. Uh, I got the journal from the 1.0 collector's edition. That'll be for autographs. Oh, that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. use it as yeah, a little autograph right? book. That'll be neat. That'll yeah, be very neat. Be That's a good idea, bro. That's a good idea. Um, so we've got new contests and the return of old contests. We have the the glamour cosplay uh, contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's coming back. I always like the. I always like like I I always watch cosplay things, whether it's Final Fantasy fourteen or something else, and I'm always like, I would really like to cosplay as something someday, like something cool, yeah. you know. And then I'm like, and then you see all the work involved. Well, yeah. Then I watch like Nerdforge make something uh, on YouTube and uh, Martina from Nerdforge. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not nearly talented enough to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, I get like that with Adam Savage when he yeah, does yeah. his uh, Comic Con uh, stealth costumes. When is FanFest, by the way? Uh, July 28th and 29th uh, for North America in Las Vegas, July 28th and 29th. Uh, so what do you win in this one? They've got, uh, anybody who signs up, uh, and checks in at the counter, you get one in-game item of your choice, either the Ariman Choker, Bluebird Earring, Galacap, the Great, uh, Para Serpent, uh, Mandragora Choker, Modern Aesthetic Strife, uh, Noble Barding, or the Scarf of Wondrous Wilt. So everybody gets Woo-hoo. something on that one. You can't, and you have to specify the character that's getting it. So when you enter, so no trying to no trying to sell that account ride for crying out loud. (laughs) No trying to sell that one. Then they also have the uh, art contest. Uh, We've seen that before, like illustrated stuff, cool screenshots that are altered or unaltered. They have kind of like different categories. And as far as prizing for this one, we have basically the same stuff, right? But only Mm -hmm. two hundred finalists. Because obviously these ones are open to be digitally entered, right? Cross cosplay, you got to be there. Uh, So 200 finalists will receive one of those. But in addition, 12 winners will each receive the Endwalker Art of Resurrection Among the Stars book signed by Yoshi P himself. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker Gaming Mouse Pad signed by Yoshi P and a new in-game community fashion accessory item that will be announced at a later date. Pretty neat prizing, Flynn. Pretty neat. Yeah. What do you think of that mouse pad? I bought that game with mouse pad. <laughs> so uh, to play card games on, uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, just take that mat to my locals. Doesn't matter what game I'm playing, I'll just use that mat. No, don't you dare sully that mat with your DBZ cards. Get the hell out of here. I don't play. Is that the is that the big desktop one that we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pick I picked that one up for for purchase. <laughs> yep, but it is not signed by Yoshi P. No. no, I guess I could take it with me. Yeah, but then you got your autograph book. Like you, you, you know, can you sign both? And I, think the, I think the both. book's better. I think the book's better. I, I, I agree. One point Come on. Hey, there's a new contest. Well, there's two, but as far as like stuff like this, you know, kind of art, cosplay, fitting with that whole type of thing, glamour stuff, uh, there's actually a video contest this year as well. This is the first time they've ever done this one. You make a video uh, to celebrate the the game itself in a short video using in-game footage that showcases your favorite class or job that's designed to get viewers excited to play as that class or job. So, Tark, are you going to make yourself a class trailer uh, and, and try to enter this one? How, lo- how long do I have to do that? 
So your submission needs to be in by Wednesday, May 31st. So you have a month. Okay, so, there's, so I have time. Yeah, I might uh, collaborate with some people and, and see about that. But like Larry Sor, he'd be a good person to, to enter on that. I don't know if he's still playing or what's going on with him. I loved his his uh, class guides. Uh, Pink would be awesome at that. Um, so I'm looking forward to the submissions. Uh, and I might, uh, might have to look around and get some collab details going on. Let's see. So I hope say the spider puts something forward for this. Uh, they keep saying short video, but they I, I don't see. Oh, here it is. Video length must be a minimum of 15 seconds to a maximum of 30 seconds. So you are literally oh, wow. creating a hype class trailer. Like that is what you are trying to do. You've yeah, got YouTube 15 short, to basically. 30 seconds. Yeah. A YouTube uh, short. A Facebook reel, as it were, for your class. We've got all the same cosmetics on the prizing. Uh, we've got the community accessory to be named later. And we still got the mat and the art book. Uh, but those are only going to three winners of the video contest. So, yeah, 25 finalists um, will receive the uh, cosmetic item of choice. So even smaller chances to win this one. All the rules are up on the FanFest site with all of their entry dates. And then, Flynn, we just got announced. Those all got announced on the 21st. Yeah. Then yesterday, they were like, sneak, and they put something else on the site. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, what, what do we got here, Flynn? Ooh, finally, actual support and promotion for PvP in Final Fantasy XIV. And not just support, uh, Pretty tidy prize pool. So I mean, it's it's major, North American regional championships. Yeah, this is just for America. Twenty-two and a half thousand. Not a lot. Being split between four. Well, isn't it? Isn't it five? Isn't it groups of five? Oh, five, is five right? I don't do it that much. <laughs> I keep forgetting. That's what forty-five hundred. If you win, if you win forty-five hundred apiece, government's going to take half of that. So there you go, twenty-two fifty. If you win, I think the uh, confusion came around for the fact there was uh, invitations to FanFest as well. That's nice. That's nice. So much for being sold out ticket-wise. <laughs> they had some uh, in <laughs> <LOL>. the <show. laughs> That's where those tickets went. Damn it! Yeah, and those go to the top four teams. Uh, in-game achievement, in-game title for top eight, top four, and the winner. The top four teams get the tickets to FanFest, and then first place gets a cash prize of $22,500. What a weird number. It is weird. It's not, not, hey, there's five people on the team. Let's give them five grand apiece. Like, it's just like, what a weird number. <laughs> uh, when does this kick off? I mean, this is nice to see, but... Preliminaries uh, are scheduled to start June 3rd. Yeah. Participating teams are divided into eight brackets. Uh, can you, when, do you have to sign up like now, I would assume? That's because that's not far away. Must be 18 years. Got to be in the U.S., Mexico, or Canada. Must communicate in English. Uh, must be able to attend the following events. So, yeah, I mean, you just have to register. Up to 32 teams may participate. If more teams register during the enter period, the tournament sponsor will use the following methodology to select which 32 teams participate. Result of their previous Crystal and Conflict season status. Well, Tark, you're boned on that one. Mm, uh, yeah. So am I. <laughs> Flynn, do you PvP? Uh, I just log into the casual once in a blue moon. As if I'm waiting for something like, yeah, quick, yeah, quick. Rack match or quick casual, and that's as far as I go. Accuracy of the information registered on the Square Enix account and in-game play status. So <laughs> I would imagine if you've been contacted by Weird. a GM anytime in the last six months, <laughs> don't bother registering. <laughs> <laughs> don't, just don't bother <laughs> registering. Yeah. I don't know. I have mixed emotions about this one, Tark. Like, I'm all for Square Enix putting cash prizes and things like and support for things. I really wish they would do more on the FFTCG front, but that's a totally I separate was just topic. I about to say that. Totally separate topic. Uh, but <laughs> it's kind of like that's where you're going to put the support is PvP in Final Fantasy XIV. 
Crystalline Conflict is definitely better than what you had, but... Yeah. <sighs> whatever, I guess. I have, I've mixed I think the person that's happiest is Frosty. Oh, yeah? I haven't even seen it. What's his, what was his reaction? I'll, uh, I'll have to find his tweet again. He's a... <laughs> He's a shoutcaster for that stuff, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of mad. I think the prize pool is kind of meh, meh. Like, I don't want to fault them for doing it, but I'm just kind of like, I feel like you can do other stuff. Like, I feel like it would almost be more exciting if you were going to do this type of thing if you did... Not like exactly like the the way World of Warcraft does the Mythic Dungeon Invitational. Like dungeons are kind of a joke in Final Fantasy fourteen as far as difficulty and stuff like that goes. Yeah. But like if you took some of those extreme fights uh, or Cri- some of or those unreal fights. Criterion. Uh, and, criterion. Or Criterion Dungeons, Savages, yeah, and did those as a race, I honestly feel like those would do would be cool. better on a larger scale for not only competition who's coming to compete, but also watchability uh on stream as far as who's going to come and watch them i hope it does well because i like to see them sink money and time into anything but i just feel like look you got pve and pvp you can make your pve more competitive in nature uh maybe not in the game client because that's not their goal there but you can certainly say hey team a and team b race on your mark get set go clear it uh, and number of deaths will be plus X seconds and stuff like that. Uh, it, I don't know. Is is the PvP community in 14 really bigger than I'm imagining it? But it's it's always just seemed like a small fraction to me that, I don't know, maybe the money would be better used elsewhere. Or is are they hoping that this type of thing gets more eyeballs on it, Tark, and it becomes bigger? And maybe that's the impetus behind this. I'm not sure what metric they're going by. Is it just engagement? A la what Blizzard used to do. Um, but that engagement is kind of fluffed up by the fact that there's a series and people want to get those rewards. And some of the new items in the trophy shop are kind of appealing, which I've been looking forward to. Um, is it, you know, ranked play? Um, maybe. Like, I, I, have, I have a hard time believing that the PvP scene is a better growth spot than the rating scene. I feel like the PVE and the rating is has more people engaged in it on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis than PVP. Flynn, did you find Maybe what uh, Frosty said? Yeah, uh, to quote him, uh, I put it in chat as well, on the PVP community's mind just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, to be well, fair, we'll uh, like, I don't want to data center my own there's always been discord communities who always promote pvp on like a saturday uh rival wings group i think they were called every saturday at 6 p.m uh british time you could just queue into any like frontline normal pvp back in the old system and find someone for the next four or five hours yeah so I mean, there's been a communities there i've been but doing I've, a bunch of pvp right now because i'm it's I'm triple, sometimes quadruple dipping here. I'm leveling White Mage uh, through PvP. I'm getting my series done. Uh, also getting Mogul Tombstones. And then I'm helping other people get their Gar- Garo mount. So yeah, right now is the perfect time to do some PvP. But outside of this window, like I don't really right. engage with it all that much. So Yeah. I think uh, it's also easier for them to monitor. With the controversies around uh, the radiant scene at the minute, the reason why they don't want to promote oh, like add-ons and race. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you could still use certain add-ons in PvP, but and still can cheat and in-game the system there. But the fact that the f- uh, the final bits are going to be set in Las Vegas at FanFest, right? right they're going right. to be on their machines, which well, they yeah, can but monitor. But they could do that with a PVE thing too. Yeah. Know. I don't know. I just feel like it's a kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, unless the intent is what I said earlier, like they're, they want to try and see if they can get more eyes on PVP uh, than are currently on it. In which case, I yeah. wish them luck, but I honestly don't feel like this is the way to do it. I feel like the people that are going to watch this and participate in it 
are the people that already watch, participate, and enjoy PvP in 14 anyway. It's it's you're not likely to pick up new new players to the game because oh I didn't know they had PvP and it was this cool. Let me go do it. <laughs> you know you, you're not watching this stream. I don't think. For some reason in my head, I, I was like, hey, the, the finals are here and people come and crowd around and, and watch. And then as soon as it's done, there's like a smattering of golf claps and everyone disperses. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay, it's over. That was the thing. We hey, saw it. We always get some weird 14 collaborations. Like we showed off the Puma gear back when they mm -hmm. did that, the Final Fantasy 14 Puma gear. We talked about the shoes uh, a little while ago uh, and showed those, the, the, you know, just kind of weird. We didn't like the color schemes of any of the shoes. We just yeah, like, they were they were a little. These aren't uh, great. Here's a new one. Puma, so, Here's yeah. a new one. This is only in Japan well, at the moment. Only in Japan at the moment. It's, it's not brand new. They yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Steam cream. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Fortunately. 14 branded moisturizers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that you stole a. You still are a Gaia look, right? Yeah, healthy definitely. looking skin. Give you that. Uh, give a you that. G shaded looking skin. That Alice Sheen. That's what there you're going you go. for. Alice Sheen. Lope. That loperit fuzz. <laughs> wait, wait, no. Uh, so these are kind of like the limited. You're seeing on your screen. These are like the limited edition tins uh, that they mm -hmm. come in. So a number of different tins. Now, it's only in quote unquote Japan. However, there are sites like Garland of Dew that say they will do worldwide shipping. They, I haven't ordered any, so I don't know like if you're actually able to pull this off or not, but they claim they can ship to 228 countries and regions. So you may be able to get some through international shipping if you want to get it that way. They're about for your moisturizer, for your Final Fantasy XIV moisturizer. When you're playing PvP and feeling a little chappy. <laughs> I feel a little ashy. Like, I thought this was weird the when they first announced it uh, back in January. Yeah. I think it was the live letter then. Um, and it was only for the pop-up shops in, in Osaka. Um, but yeah, it's finally becoming more readily available. So, Remember what other you know, you feel a little dry. That. We saw the what was it? Oh, the the Final Fantasy fourteen hotel rooms. Remember those oh, hotel rooms? They, they the basically just looked like a closet because they were very Japanese style hotel rooms. So they basically yeah. were a closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to call is right. This is the most strangely monetized game. <laughs> so weird. it is. I am waiting for the alcohol, the pre prepared oh. meals. <laughs> I and mean, we had a $3,000 guitar, for God's sakes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the guitar's badass. I mean, you can get the cookbook, Flynn, and then you can start making these Eorzean meals. Yeah. No, no. We and need then when your fresh. hands are chapped, you, it. Can, it. <laughs> you can put some moisturizer on, open up your little Lupperitz tin, get that bunny moisture out of there, and put it on your hands. <laughs> I bet, says, I bet before it's all said it. and done, there'll be 14 body pillows. Shaped like a certain cat girl, I'm sure. We're, we're close. We're close to that because we already got we got the neck pillows. So the next step, yeah. you know, increase oh, the size yeah, of pillows. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. You should this be gotta be a strangely thing, freaked right? out by those of all things. This has got to be a thing, right? Maybe not officially, but hey, there we go. FFXIV body pillows. There's an Etsy nice. result literally called FFXIV body pillow. Uh, but these seem to be pillow covers. Uh, Wasn't Yoshi P asked to sign one recently? I think. Oh, they are. So they are, they're just not stuffed. Yeah, <laughs> they are body pillows, but they're just not stuffed. Uh, oh, oh, hi, Yishtola. Jesus. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I know someone that wants two Astinian ones, one for each side. <laughs> uh, yeah. So s let's just say <sighs> that side A has more clothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not appropriate we'll it for this particular ID. podcast to show the details of which. Uh, less than yeah, that's, full clothing. So that's Yishtola. There, oh, there's Graha. Okay. Hey. Yeah, I mean that that one. Not we're not we're not stripping there. Oh, oh look at this. How courteous. There's a Hithlidaeus one, but they've blurred the image because of Endwalker spoilers. Oh, <laughs> how thoughtful. Oh, okay. Uh, here's Thancred, who, yeah, Thancred um, and Yishtola, 
both kind of getting naked, but uh, Graha doesn't fully. No, nobody's fully nude here on here. By the way, it's very tasteful weeb. Uh, this is what's going on here, Lord. Well, well except for Harshfont, okay, who's literally just in boxers. Um, I am so using that from now on. It's tasteful weeb. It's tasteful weeb. It's tasteful weeb. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've gotten oh sidetracked God. by 14 body pillows, uh, thanks to Cal, let's uh, slide over and talk about some other Square Enix news. On the Final Fantasy 16 side of things, we had a uh, Twitter status it come from uh, Une-sensei saying, Sony literally forbids Square Enix from working with Microsoft. And notice it said developers, so that it's more than just Square. How in heaven's name isn't this anti-competitive behavior? And so I think it was, uh, Flynn, you were the one that saw this. Yeah. And and we were talking about it, you know, online. Uh, we're like, where where's their source? Where's the source? Where's the source yeah. for this? Turns out it was actually hidden in something we already talked about. Oh. So on Gaming Gumbo, we've talked quite a bit about... Sony uh, and their opposition to the Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard. Uh, but hidden inside there, and uh, good on Une-sensei, I don't know if it was them that found it, but good on them for finding it, uh, or credit to whoever found it. In a very, very long document, 111 pages, uh, filed by Microsoft in response to a bunch of allegations with governmental bodies. Um, there are references in three dot, section 3.67, if you're actually looking at the document itself, that say specifically Square Enix. Specifically. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not, I'm scrolling 3.4, 3 3.43. Page 64. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I had the link queued to go right to it, but I didn't hit the right one. Uh, here we go. The key surgeon 3.67. Exclusivity <laughs> strategies are not uncommon in, keep in mind, this is Microsoft talking, are not uncommon in the games industry and other market participants have access to their own content. Both Sony's and Nintendo's exclusive first-party games rank among the best-selling in Europe and worldwide. Current Sony-exclusive content includes prominent first-person titles such as The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, and Spider-Man. All good so far. In addition to having outright exclusive content, like God of War, Sony has also entered into arrangements with third-party publishers which require the exclusion of Xbox from the set of platforms these publishers can distribute their games on. So not we're not talking about titles like God of War where they're just Sony exclusive because Sony bought mm -hmm. exclusive rights to them. We're talking about other games now that could potentially go on other systems, maybe after a timed exclusivity period or things like that, that Sony in their contracts, is specific, Microsoft is alleging, specifically says, you cannot put this on Xbox or we ain't dealing with you. The exclusion of Xbox from the set of platforms these publishers can distribute their games on. Some prominent examples of the, these agreements include Final Fantasy VII Remake, Bloodborne, the upcoming Final Fantasy XVI, and the recently announced Silent Hill 2 Remastered. Nintendo's exclusive content includes well-established, globally famous, and iconic franchises such as Super Mario, Zelda, Xenoblade, Pokemon, and Animal Crossing, does not go on to make the same accusation about Nintendo, but does specifically say that, hey, not only is Sony saying assigning exclusivity contracts, Tark, but they're actually signing contracts saying when it's time to go on other platforms, Xbox ain't one of them. I mean, I guess it's in their right to make those contracts. It's just about how much money you back up to Square Enix to be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense now. This I'll is the that company that. that's asserting <laughs> that Microsoft making things exclusive to them in a potential 
acquisition of Activision yeah. Blizzard is detrimental to their business and the games industry as a whole. That's their argument. Yeah. And then they're doing stuff like this behind the scenes. Hey. Well, they're now getting kind of poked at by the U.S. government, aren't they? Because they, things are kind of coming out to the light. So, like, some U.S. representatives are like, hey, what is what is what is all this talk about Sony, you know, coming over and messing with our deals over here with American companies? So I wonder if there's this whole U.S. versus Japan thing going on right now that's just a little bit weird, but... Flynn, what did you think when you first <sighs> saw this? Because you were the one that you and I were talking about it. Yeah, uh... I was like not surprised, but kind of surprised, but how far it went. Yes, uh, it's kind of silly in some ways. It's like, yeah, we have uh, they're forbidding this when you know, uh, up until an actual acquisition, Fable was third party for Xbox. Have I ever seen that on PlayStation? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not surprised by, been for years. I'm not surprised by exclusivity yeah. in games. I'm not surprised by timed exclusive in games. What I am surprised by is, again, this is Microsoft talking. I don't know how in-depth their knowledge of certain Sony contracts is. I mean, they name specific game examples here, which would make it real easy for somebody like the FTC or the UK body, which just turned down the Activision Blizzard merger, or the Microsoft Activision merger, by the way. They turned it down this week. They denied them. Yeah. So they'll appeal, and it'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. But it'll make it real easy for them to say, hey, Microsoft alleges that this happened with the Final Fantasy VII remake contract. Sony, let us see the Final Fantasy VII remake contract. I can't imagine Microsoft putting exact games down as examples of this if they didn't know for sure that that's what the contracts were going to bear out, right? That'd just be kind of dumb. And so I'm not surprised by exclusivity or time exclusivity at all, but literally going the extra mile and saying, oh, by the way, when the exclusivity time period is over and we do go to PC, we do go to Nintendo Switch, you are not to go to Xbox. Can't do it. Sign here. I mean, they got to be paying out so much yeah. money to do that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if you're Square it's Enix, true. you just say, screw it. No. <laughs> I'm just Launch day will be available on all platforms and we'll make our money back that way instead. Like the money has to be Plus- astronomical, right? Yeah. And then you go wonder is, recently. What's is that? Square oh, sorry, then no. going with that price tag to Xbox and saying, "Hey, this is what Sony wants us, you know, to make it exclusive to them." And what's what's your offer? They're like, "F that! I'm not doing that." Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. We'll see. So I've been away from the PlayStation bit a sec. Uh, for PC, uh, for the last good few releases, uh, Epic Store has been the main place where the AAA Final Fantasy stuff has gone. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, sure. So yeah, it's probably not just Sony. Sony and Epic just playing square. Yeah, you're coming here first. Yeah. Especially with if they are in the which I'm not at all surprised by. They want to front the money to get it there first. I totally get that. Companies have been doing that for decades and decades and decades. The only part that surprised me was the additional addendum of when you are allowed to go anywhere, there's one place you aren't allowed to go. <laughs> like yeah. that part, I was like, huh, huh. That's a little weird. Speaking of Final Fantasy 16 and PlayStation 5, though, take a look at this. Oh. I want that so bad. Final Fantasy 16 PlayStation 5 console bundle. Pre-orders open on May 4th through PlayStation Direct, and it'll be released alongside Final Fantasy 16 on June 22nd. There's also going to be controllers... However, the controllers are only in Japan. That controller looks badass. I think Kuji has it up for uh, purchase right now. And the controller. Oh, my God. Yeah, that controller looks sweet, doesn't it? Yes. Controllers like that, I'd be scared to use because you know you'd end up rubbing away (laughs) that beautiful artwork if you used to use it. (laughs) What do you what do you think of the artwork on the the system? Like obviously I I love it and I think it's nice, but I actually I think it's kind of plain. Like I like the logo, the yeah, etching and the coloring is nice, but I've seen some really dope PlayStation 4s that or, or Xboxes and actually Xboxes in particular, there've been some really dope uh no, company sponsored art 
version Xboxes. This is certainly nice. It's very minimalistic. It's very stylish. Logo, and that's it. I, I kind of maybe wanted like this to be brighter and pop more and the art wrap around the damn thing. And it's kind of like they, they made an all-black version of the current PlayStation 5, and they just took a rubber stamp with the logo and were like, right in the middle. <laughs> this does speak to British Final Fantasy players. Does it? Because uh, we had this chat months and moons ago now, but our game releases for Final Fantasy is less. We just get the artwork on a case. Okay. And it, it just appeals to me. We don't get uh, one with oh, the characters. Don't get me wrong. It's background. gorgeous, and I want one. I'm not getting one, but I want one. I but want I also one can look at it and go, God, I want that, like, Ifrit and, you know, that fighting I artwork. I want it to wrap around the damn machine. Like, turn it on the top, and I see Ifrit. Turn it on the bottom. I see the... Like, that's the way I... Man, make this bright and colorful, and this kind of takes away the colors. It's more subdued. I get it. It's cool. It's beautiful. I want one. But I also want more. Like I would just the controller is yeah. dope. The controller I think is absolutely dope. Uh, a mono I ain't get cheap. Two of them. They, they, that's all they could afford. <laughs> Honestly, I'm oh, gonna I tell you know. something. When you see when the it, steel case from 15, yeah. that thing was fancy. When it comes to Final Fantasy TCG, there are certain things that they cannot do with a mono art. Mm -hmm. There's it's that's just there's licensing deals that go way back and you're right I mean the Amano art while gorgeous uh, certainly a, a lot of the historical art too does create licensing problems like his art can't be on certain cards and th there's goofy stuff that goes on behind the scenes with that stuff particularly Amano's older works it's gorgeous Japanese man licensing laws that work. I would get two of those controllers, one to use and one to put in a case. One to put in a case. I mean, you do that with the cards, right? I do, I do but I here's do the that thing. Like, the this one's weird for me. I don't know if I would do it. Like, I obviously, I mean, looking behind me, you can see I, I buy a lot of duplicates of Final uh -huh. Fantasy and yeah. Square Enix stuff and leave things sealed. I don't, what's, I don't know if I would do it with a controller, though, because like five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you, maybe nobody's playing Final Fantasy TCG anymore because the game has gone the way of the dodo or whatever, but those cards still have inherent collector's value for just being art by themselves. And maybe you can make the argument for this, but this thing loses all functional ability at all as soon as the PlayStation 6 uh, comes out and the PlayStation 5 stops being made. Like There will come a time where this does nothing at all <laughs> except look neat can I mean, you make you the argument the for other game. collectibles too sure well yeah 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 but they yeah. already inherently don't do anything if i'm if nobody's playing <laughs> final fantasy tcg the cards do nothing in my house like this i, I don't Did know he just call to you like smeagol yeah. you just start <laughs> yeah, my, my precious a <laughs> <laughs> little bit a little bit there is doing uh, something. It's just warping your soul. <laughs> My wallet. Uh, yeah. That's what the emptiness to the void. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Square Enix put up an AI tech demo on Steam, and I don't know if any of you have tried this yet. Yeah, I mean it's no. free. You can go do it. It's a quote-unquote, it's not a full remake, it's a tech demo of, a, of an older game. Uh, if you've never played it, Good luck playing the tech demo. Uh, but the Portopia serial murder case, excuse me, is a kind of a, a remake of a game, uh, an adventure game back in the 80s, like early 80s. We're talking like text-based adventure games, yeah. Zork, that type of stuff. Zork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Square Enix, wait, what racist stuff is said? What are you talking about? AI. Oh, oh no, no. The AI didn't say any racist things, at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> it probably will at some point, but it hasn't yet. So they put up what should have been kind of a kind of neat thing. Hey, let's take this old text-based adventure game, Tark. And if you've ever played old text-based adventures, you know sometimes they do. They they used to make you want to bang your head against the desk, right? You'd say to pick something up, and that wasn't exactly the text that the game was looking for, and so it didn't understand 
what you actually wanted to do. Like it, it, it would say it wanted to take key and you were like, pick key up, remove key, put key in pocket. And it wanted take key. So what this thing's trying to do is you, they call it AI. It's not, it's, it's probably better described as machine learning. Um, and trying to use that in the context of games so that you could ask questions to the quote-unquote AI or word things differently. And if it wasn't expecting that type of input, it would at least be intelligent enough to play along with you as like your detective partner and maybe guide you towards what the game was looking for or guide you towards what you... It sounds very neat in theory. As somebody that loved text-based adventures back in the day, Guild of Thieves is still one of my favorite games ever. If you've never played it and you've got the patience for a text-based adventure, Guild of Thieves, play it. Not going so well, though. Not going so well, Tark. What the hell's going on here? Um, Well, Kotaku just ripped this thing to shreds. (laughs) <laughs> they think they think the premise of the game is is interesting, but the way it went about like showing its capabilities, apparently Square just completely missed the mark. Like it, it, to the point where like I, I see on the left hand side of these screenshots, like these are the suggested. Uh, it's like, well, I mean, if you're here, going to give me the answers, like it's not really learning then much to to guide you. It's it's handholding. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird, and it apparently. The tech has not evolved a lot since 1980-whatever, so. I'm not even going to try it. It just looks bizarre. Did Did you try it at all, Flynn? No, I... This is one of those games that... Uh, I call it popcorn games. Where you just get a bag of popcorn and read the comments for an hour. Some oh. of the comments are hysterical. Uh, I got two in front of me that... Uh, quite different on the spectrum. Go for it. We got one by uh, Sargonius. It actually works when you enable the debug overlay with voice parsing results. You need an insane amount of VRAM to use the high quality parser, and on low end PCs or laptops, in the is case, voice recognition can be really messed up. Still, it's quite fun to play and try. But then on the complete poor opposite, with the rest of humanity, it seems, as someone who uses uh, NLP to programming language is trying to use in their own projects. It's obvious that there's no NLP or NLA here. It's not implemented correctly. This doesn't even come off as a bad chatbot, as it doesn't even do the chat or the bot part. It straight up waits for specific prompts without any variations. Try again later, Swedix. I liked, seems like the AI is really good at saying maybe we should focus on the task at hand. And there's screenshots of the AI repeatedly. That's maybe we should focus on the task at hand uh, as the reply. Then somebody did recommend it with a review that said, I hissed like a cat and the game crashed. (laughs) (laughs) You scared it. Scared it into crashing. We have a new lowest rating for Square Enix. Uh, hey, uh, before we hit love it or leave it, I, and I, we don't have to go this, through this whole list, I just thought it was a really neat one. We've kind of brought a list to a couple of shows, and this is from last year, albeit, so they're, uh, although if you look at their number one on the list, it's still current. Uh, <laughs> 10 yeah, mistakes boy. that still haunt Square Enix to this day. Uh, obviously, like, the original Final Fantasy XIV launch has to make this list, right? Like, absolutely has to be. Yes. And it is. Yes. It's number 10. It's They kick it off with that. Avengers is one that has to be there. It's number 9. Then thinking through, Flynn, what other things have to be on this list in your brain? As much as I don't like to see number 8 where it is, because I actually enjoy the film, yeah, the film. That almost crippled Yeah, them. Spirits Within, that... Oh, not just crippled. That almost closed them. That yeah. studio in Hawaii was so fucking expensive. And this mm-hmm. the fact that this flopped is what caused Enix to take a step back on potential mergers. Now, luckily, a while later, things rebounded. 10 came out after it was delayed and things were looking good. And Enix came back to the table. But this, yeah, Spirits Within almost closed the company, not just crippled it. Uh, New Legacy of Kane was canceled. 
for I don't know about that. That's for Nosgoth. Yeah, you don't remember Nosgoth? No, don't. Yeah, Dead Sun that. was the the original one um, that was going to come out, and it just got ended up getting canceled. And then Nosgoth was a free to play. We covered it on MMO Bomb for a while. Jason Winter actually really liked Nosgoth, but he also wasn't a fan of the series <laughs> to be disappointed by this is what it's become. Such is the way. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Spirits Within is not number one. No, number six is the third birthday spat in the face of Parasite Eve fans. Yeah, five. Yuji Naka blew his last chance with Balan Wonderworld, and then went ahead and blew his chance on being a free man. Uh, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> we'll still have to see how that goes. Maybe. Which, which is, which is more disappointing that the the game or I don't think he'll end up actions. doing time. I don't think he'll end up doing time. I think, I think he'll be. I, 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 they smart. They His lawyers are like, yeah. plead deal, please." Yeah, they didn't. Plea, he plea didn't want. They didn't walk away with nearly enough cash to be sent to prison. I don't think. Uh, although you know, different different country, different laws. So we'll see. Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy Four. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest insulted Western gamers' intelligence. No, 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 no. This game was awesome. I loved it. Came out a perfect time for me. That age where you're like still learning about RPGs. And it has just enough systems that it doesn't overwhelm you. It, it, I love Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest was awesome. <laughs> Mystic Quest uh, is I've never freaking abysmal, and you should, be, you should feel uh, terrible. Yeah, oh, it. Flynn, I'm, you guys I'm never got it. That's right. Like, initially, back no. in the day. Yeah. My son I was really this about it. It's called Final Fantasy Easy, and we should avoid it like the plague. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, Mystic Quest is... It's dumb. Uh, Mind Jack was terrible in almost every conceivable way. Yeah. Final Fantasy, All the Bravest is a pay-to-win piece of trash. That's number two. Yeah. I agree. Number one, even though the list was last year, NFTs betray everything Square's most acclaimed titles stood for. Yep. 100%. You can't look at the story of Final Fantasy VII and say, yeah, Avalanche totally would have been behind NFTs. <laughs> like... Square Enix has become Shinra. They have become Shinra. They have become Shinra. That's gonna do it for well, us. Let's go some, over and uh, do French section of Avalanche who did sell some NFTs to some uh, shady Shinra workers to fund uh, buying some weapons here and there. Let's go to do love it or leave it. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind. Here's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature, a press release, something they said they've done. And I ask you whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. It's been a slow week, so what I've asked everybody to bring today is on the love side of things. We're going to focus on some love. All the love. All the love. So, Tark, I want to know what Square Enix non-Final Fantasy game, I said game, not RPG, can be an RPG, but doesn't have to be, what sure. Square Enix non-Final Fantasy game is your sleeper love it title? Sleeper. I wanted to go Chrono Trigger because it's not Final Fantasy. It was where my brain first went to, but that's not much of a sleeper. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I would think Chrono Cross would be more sleeper than Trigger if you wanted yeah. to go with the yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had to go... Oh man, it was hard. I'm um, like, because I wanted to do Vagrant Story or do I do Valkyrie Profile, the original back on like the PS1? Right. Um, then, and then I had, I had to go even further back. And I think my sleeper has got to be Super Mario RPG. I think it's just perfect. Yeah, the that, OG. The game's amazing. So that, that, that's my love it sleeper. I could, I could see that. I love that game. SNES, fantastic game. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Flynn? Like I mentioned, I know, it, right like, before right. the show, guys. Titles, right be- before the show, Bella. Flynn could not decide. He had. T- yeah. he d- I don't know what his two are. He didn't tell me, and I didn't ask. But he said, "He said, hey, does it have to be developed by Square, or am I allowed to include published by Square? Like, what are the rules?" And I said, "There's no rules. You can pick whatever you want, sir. Whatever makes you happy." And he said, "All right, I got two. I'll try to narrow it down by the time the show's over." Yeah, <laughs> and even while I'm looking at the stairs, I'm like, which one? Which one? Right. So uh, it won't be the choice, but for the developed side, it was the bouncer. 
Really? I hated the bouncer. I did too. Uh, I really it was did. One of those points of early PS2 games, you know, you just, that's what I had access to. So yeah. that's what I played. And it left a soft spot. But the other one is an RPG on the Xbox, developed by TriAce. Oh, I know your game. Uh, do you? Yeah, I think I do. Go ahead. Does it feature the voice work of Johnny Young Bosch? Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> then you know it. Infinite Undiscovery. Yeah. It, <laughs> there's. <laughs> there are a couple characters in that game that are just beautifully crafted and voiced and ever. Then there's one or two that you're like, can I turn off just certain voices? Like, I don't want to turn off all voiceovers, but can I have a character? Can I turn by the character? voice off of the final boss? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to the PlayStation 1 era, and people my age are probably going to go, that's not a sleeper. But if you talk to people today, it is absolutely something that most would not be familiar with. But if you are as ancient as I am, then you absolutely probably remember Xeno Gears. Not Xeno Saga, which took place later and isn't even by Square and just kind of had some of the same story beat spiritual successor. I'm talking Xeno Gears, baby. Oh, yeah. Mechs, religious and philosophical quandaries, very Jungian in its storytelling, and an absolutely incredible game. PlayStation 1. Uh, yeah, you might pay a pretty penny if you buy a disc, but you know, maybe there's a way to play it some other way. I don't know. Like, you could probably find a way to play it. I you might need a BIOS. You might, you from might, a like, friend or something. You might like Google something and maybe, maybe not that maybe. we could oh, way that. too digitally. Yeah. Cal saying it. Dragon Quest Eight. Love me some Alchemy Pot. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eight. Super good. Super good. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't talk about Xeno Gears enough. You think people today know about Gears? I think some people probably know about it, like if you're hardcore into RPGs. But like, if I ask my kids what Xenogears, neither of them's going to know. Torchwick might have heard of it before because he collects the Final Fantasy. He He definitely needs to play Xenogears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's PlayStation 1. What the fuck are you talking about? How how young do you think I I was when I had my 18-year-old college student son? Xeno Gears was on the PlayStation 1, dick. Well, <laughs> you just said you look young, Mike. That's all it is. <laughs> I was in high school when I played Final Fantasy VII and Xeno Gears. Okay. I had kids young, but not I, that young. I sometimes, I sometimes forget how, like, I'm thinking, what? That was only 16 years ago. No, that was 26 years ago. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put that extra uh, time in the memes I'm recently. Old. I know. I you think that Final Fantasy I'm 10 years old. ago, Final Fantasy 6. Actual 10 years ago, Final Fantasy 10. Yeah, no, I'm not saying kids in yeah. high school couldn't have kids, but Torchwick is only 18 now. So mathematically, I couldn't have been in high school when I had Torchwick. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today on the Relic Grind. Hope you enjoyed the show as always. Remember, we have got Gaming Gumbo on Saturday, and keep your eye on Twitter. If I do a, uh, I'm going to do a recap stream of the Final Fantasy Trading Card Game Materia Cup. It's either going to be tomorrow uh, or sometime next week. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try for tomorrow though, so we can get that out of the way and done. Chat, don't go anywhere. Live after the show, she's back. She couldn't join us on the episode last week, but due to traffic, but she's here today. How are you, Faye? Doing well. How about y'all? Hey, yeah, I can't complain. Xeno Gears, ever heard of it? Yes, I have heard of Xeno Gears, and um, mine, even though it is definitely probably not a sleeper, one of my favorite Square games of all time was Final Fantasy Tactics on the DS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Torchwick's still yeah. finishing Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, he's still <laughs> nice. still pushing through it. It takes a while. Well, speaking of a while, are we still in Icewind yeah. Dale? Um, we are, but um, the good news is is now we're at a point where it's not just me being a noob. It's a point where apparently most people quit the game. Ah. So we, we have a bit of a puzzle of a fight on our hands today. So hopefully nice. we'll get through it. Don't go anywhere, chat. Faye will be up with some Icewind Dale. Just give us a minute or two. We'll take the stream down, relabel things, and we'll be back here next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, for another episode of The Relic Grind. Until then, Flynn, where can everybody find you, my friend? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, just below my face, <laughs> trying to spell out low light. 
Flynn underscore Lowlight. Also find me on uh, Twitch at uh, Within Crisis. Bit more mature. I swear like a trooper. I am Welsh. I can't help it. <laughs> I managed to just about give it for this show. <laughs> I've just finished up Shadow War, so who knows what I'm playing next week. We shall see. Tark? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Coming out, uh, we've uh, abandoned uh, Omega Protocol for now. We're going to go do some uh, Ultimate Weapon Ultimate. So that'll be fun. And then uh, here on Red Check Radio as I continue on Final Fantasy 15. Hopefully I get that done before 16 comes out. One can hope. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. That way, you'll know every time we're doing a podcast, a stream, somebody's hanging out, or I'm just going to go talk about Final Fantasy TCG into the void, whether you listen or not. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Mystic Quest was the bomb. No, it wasn't. Get the hell out of here. <laughs>